time for a brand new episode of 100 Steps to Drag, the podcast where I, Natasha Hundreds, sit down with your favorite artists and ask them how you got started, what you want to do next, what the fuck. Baby, brand new week, brand new guest up in the pod. I worked with her very recently and I'm like, how come you haven't been on here in my virtual living room chatting with me? She is extremely talented. She is honestly like a very well-rounded drag queen because she sews. She is a really funny hostess. She produces her shows. Ah, let's just get into it. Please welcome Pixie Dot. Oh my gosh, stop. Everybody go back to your seats. Stop, you're so sweet. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad that I was able to cash in my scratcher to be on the show and win this guest performance. Thank you. Yeah, of course. You know, it's all, you, have, you can sit down, you guys. Thank you very much. You can, uh, please, we have to move on. We appreciate it. <laughs> I'm talking to the full five people that listen to this. <laughs> Wait, don't tell them that. Tell them that we're at the stable. Actually, that's one of my dreams to like do like a live recording of the pod one day and like have a, a drag show afterwards. That would be amazing. Yeah, manifest it, manifest it. Episode 100, episode 100. And this is 44, so I got some time. Oh my gosh, what an honor. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I really enjoy you, like truly. Thank you, thank you. No, I'm so happy that we were able to work together recently. So it just kind of like worked out. It's the universe. Honestly, I do believe in the universe. So you have to like, you know, make things happen. Everything aligns for you, you know, that kind of thing. Yes, yes, yes. It was a hectic Virgo season. So like I'm ready for things to start coming into fruition and lining up. <laughs> Same here. Are you a person that believes in astrology and all that? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely line up with my son, sign a law. I'm a Sagittarius. So I like, I think from a very early age, I was like super free spirited and like super social the gay one out of all my siblings so it was like yeah i definitely believe in it <laughs> i love that okay let's let's talk about astrology for a second because you're a sagittarius wait did you say ass did somebody said astrology oh my god okay <laughs> that's branding there you go but what's your moon i want to know more about like you so my moon is in capricorn so talk about a balance bitch like fiery sun and then earthy Capricorn so that's definitely where I get like a little bit of the balance because I am super free-spirited but at the same time my mood kind of slaps me with reality and grounds me I love that it's a, it's a good thing to have because I'm on the other hand I'm pretty fucking crazy <laughs> what, what's your sign what do you have my son's on cancer okay, and then okay. like my moon's in Gemini oh I know a little bit of a red flag it could be a Scorpio but it's a Gemini and then like three of other planets are in like Leo okay okay so I was like mm-hmm so it's like you know wonder I'm a little bit of an extrovert you know go for what I want instead yeah so I'm a little all over the place to be honest but I am super extremely utterly emotional honey I love that I grew up with a cancer so my mom is definitely like emotional but like the thing about water signs is that they're very emotionally intelligent mm. so I think that that's like like a good characteristic to have. No, it totally is. Mm. Emotional intelligence. I'll, I'll look that up eventually because <laughs> I'm not very, what you would call like books intelligent, but I, I might be very emotional intelligent. I don't know it. <laughs> yeah, no, let's Google it. We'll Google it. Also in the comments, and there's a, a little poll down in the show notes. Let us know if you're into astrology or not. I want to I wanna know. Should we talk a lot more about astrology in the pod? Please let me know. I'm curious now. You can do a poll and it 
could be like astrology or ass and then see what is what the crowd loves yeah what do you love most ass or astrology it could be a whole section of the pod your astrology oh my gosh okay wait did, did you say a whole oh. section in <laughs> girl honestly girl people getting to know me and i think feel like the people that already know me my close friends know that i love like dad jokes so like you're gonna hear some puns you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it but it comes together i am already loving it so please give the puns the dad jokes coming because i am already here for it oh my god I love it. Yay. It's like, I mean, I've known you for quite a while now, but I don't know like your history in drag. So I'm super excited to learn a little bit more. How long have you been doing drag? Let's start there. So I started during the pandemic. It has been three years in July that I officially like was in a, a wig, a costume, nails, makeup. So I, I, I like to say three years in, in July. Nice. What drove you to start doing drag? I had always wanted to do it. Like I moved to LA, honestly, not knowing anything about drag. Drag, and then I remember being at a bar and the music stopping and they're like, we're gonna have a drag show. And I was like, what is going on? We were literally just dancing and I slowly started to get exposed to it and started watching Drag Race like really, really late, you know, in my mid twenties. And I've always been super creative because of the pandemic. I had a lot of time. I was, you know, I was at home working from home. And so I was able to just finally start and went to a drugstore and bought a bunch of makeup. And I, and I knew nothing about makeup it was so intimidating to me i was like looking at all the foundations and i'm like there's like literally 20 different brands so just grabbed grab one of everything that i could find and that's kind of how it started i was like i'm i'm just gonna dive in and every single day i would practice and same thing with hair you know like learning that from from scratch so just fully diving into it uh during the pandemic because i was like there's no other time to learn it but now you know literally you're like what else am i gonna do <laughs> but eat doritos and watch tv and watch tiger king <laughs> What a time. So it was kind of like a blessing too, because like, I feel like I was able to have my booger stage like behind closed doors. And so I was doing digital drag and you know, the wigs slowly started to get better. The makeup slowly started to get better, uh, but not everything was documented. So, you know, for the first year and a half, like I spent it indoors, just performing in front of my camera. That helps a lot. Just performing in front of the camera and like seeing yourself back and be like, Ooh, what did I do there? Or like, Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, it's helpful mm-hmm. wait let's go back to that first night when you were like dancing at the club and they were like we're having a drag show did you like who was do you remember like who was performing so I don't remember who was performing and it actually happened when I was in Pomona because that's where I went to study I went to college in Pomona oh wait were you at 340 I was at 340 and I remember I was dancing oh and I remember like I was like who what is going on and I remember walking to the stage and I really wish I could remember the drag queen that performed because because it was the first time that I was like fully like mesmerized by this like gorgeous tall like big hair woman you know performing and I had a few experiences like that when I moved to LA where I wasn't expecting it and more and more I was like excited for that part of the night you know going out Friday night and then like taking a little break to go see the show but it truly was like a mesmerizing moment when I when it first happened I love that did you ever think hmm I could do it better I used to think that before I started doing drag I'd be like "Mm, I don't know about this I feel like I could do a better job (laughs) you know what this is where like having a fire sign placement comes in. And I I think a lot of fire signs are very much like, 
I can do that better. Or like, I can see myself doing that. So I definitely did think that. And I actually, that was one of the reasons why I also started, you know what I mean? Like I didn't, there were, there were queens that I pulled a little bit from where I was like, I love what they're doing, but I, I wouldn't do it that way. Or like, I would see like a Caucasian drag queen and I'm like, okay, I can definitely do that, but put my own like culture into it. So I definitely had moments like that. And I didn't want to be the girl that was just like talking all this talk about like how I could do it better, but then not do it so like yeah that was one of the reasons why i pushed myself to do it and eventually like caught up you know what i mean yeah no it's, it's so funny because i also was like okay if i'm gonna be like this confident and to like look good or like do something good so i also took a lot of time like when I, between i started doing makeup on myself and like when i stepped out and full geesh because i was like no i have to look good and i took pictures and i have them and i look at them constantly to humble myself <laughs> so i'm like no this is no at the end, I was like at the end of the day you look like this and I'm like I pull up those pictures they're horrible I love that my iPhone does that because I don't know like if you notice sometimes like on your photos it like pops up and my iPhone wants to be like bitch time to humble you like this was this is what your eyebrows used to look like yes iPhone be humbling drag queens like left and right uh, yeah it happens to me like oh like familiar faces and whatever and it's like a picture of like 2016 I'm like oh, oh my god you're like why is my iPhone doing that I actually have never met this person. No, literally, you're like, who is? Oh, wait a minute, that's me. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> that is wild. You mentioned putting your culture into it. Was that also something you started doing from the beginning, or how that happened? No, you know what? Like, it wasn't, and it's like it's crazy looking back at it now because it, it feels so long ago, but it also doesn't. You know, when I first was coming up with what my drag persona was going to be, I definitely did not have who I am now in mind. Like, I definitely remember conversations with my friends and I was like I want Pixie to be something very different from who I am like regular like regular day me Eric I wear all black like I'm very just simple like black black and gray like that's what I wear and so I was like Pixie's gonna be very pastel Pixie's gonna be colorful hair like she's gonna be you know the opposite of who I am on um, as Eric but then eventually like I felt like I came back to what I know you know and that was where it started to kind of merge from Eric and Pixie. And eventually I found myself feeling more myself and beautiful in black clothes, in these costumes that were super reflective of my culture. And I was just like, this just feels a lot more correct than me wearing like a purple baby doll dress and like a blue wig. Cause that's kind of how it started. So I just, it's funny how I just came came back to that, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, that is so funny because I think that when I started doing drag, I was going through something like similar because I was trying to put up like this character of like who I thought Natasha was and I'm like, no. And even somebody said it like, oh, it feels like you're, you know, like you're trying to be someone else. And I'm like, hmm, maybe I am and I'm not like figuring that out. And then like, I kind of realized that Natasha is just like a little bit yassified version of who I am in reality. Like, I, I don't change that much you know like I'm still like a very outgoing person when I'm out of drag I am like I consider myself like very friendly and sociable and so is Natasha so I was like hmm it's interesting how we like figure her out you know it's not like creating something new it's just kind of like just amplifying yazifying putting some glitter on who you are on a, on a regular basis yeah I mean I think also definitely for me it 
feels like a love letter to what I wish I could have done as a little kid, you know what I mean? Because I didn't grow up with sisters too, so I think that's why Pixies also has a special place in my heart because I didn't grow up with sisters and my mom is also super uh, more, more masculine than feminine. So when I found out about sister relationships in high school and like in college, like meeting all these like strong feminine women and people, I was just like, oh my gosh, I want to explore that. Yeah, I feel you, girl. Because I mean, uh, you're Hispanic too, right? So yeah. like growing in a Hispanic household is like a difficult and being queer. You're like, ooh. So I get it. You know, it's, it's, I do this for a little Raul that was like there trying to be femme, but couldn't. <laughs> did you did you grow up with uh, a lot of like men in the household? Yeah. So I have like just two sisters. They're way older than me. So mm, it was pretty it. much like me in the house all the time. But my dad was like very much like old school machista kind of a thing. Got it, got How it. many siblings do you have? I have three siblings. I have three brothers. So I'm the oldest of four. So I think like definitely after <laughs> after all four of us, my parents were like, okay, something's different about the first one. <laughs> <laughs> my brothers are very like, they're very boy. They're very like, they love video games. They're great, but I think they're very just cis and predictable. I think straightforward, heterosexual, no, not to be heterophobic or anything, but they are very straight. Wait, you said straight forward? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're straight and you're listening to this, thank you. But I just don't really, like, understand, you know? Like, I don't really condone your kind of lifestyle. So right. I support you. I just, I just don't. Just don't think that's right. I have to be very careful what I say on your podcast because I know you have a huge straight following cast of men. So I don't want to offend anybody. So, you know, I have to be very careful for my heterosexual community. Oh, no, that's the OnlyFans, girl. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> the men follow you on the OnlyFans, not on the... So here's the safe space for the queer, so you can say whatever. <laughs> yes. Do you want to give the audience a promo code that they can use for an extra 5% for your OnlyFans? Well, if you use Carlos15, I imagine. No. <laughs> Honestly, like Loki, I've been trying, not trying, but like at some points I've been like, oh, should I do OnlyFans? Like they make so much fucking money, but it's just like drag. You know, you have to like promote yourself. You have to like do so much work. Like you're your own like editor, everything. So I'm like, mm, I don't know. This is already too much. It would be interesting to like, just as a side note, but like to talk to somebody or bring somebody on the podcast that maybe lives in both worlds that does OnlyFans, but does drag. Cause I'm, I'm super curious about that as well. Mm, you know, that is a good note. If you know somebody that does OnlyFans and drag y'all slide into my DMs because that is the best of both worlds. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, one of your other amazing qualities is that you are a fabulous designer and seamstress. And you also taught yourself on YouTube University. <laughs> yes, YouTube University and uh, figuring it out, community college. How did that start? Like, how did you were like, I want to sew now? Like, went hand in hand with learning makeup and learning hair. I was having such a hard time shopping for things that fit me. Like, I ever still remember, it's funny because I moved closer to that Ross that I first went to and bought my first drag dress. It was like a little polka dot dress. And I drove by it the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, that's where I got my first like drag dress. Full circle moment. Full circle moment. And I still have it, but it, it mainly it mainly began because I just, I couldn't find things that fit my body. I'm pretty broad and pretty tall. So it's really hard to find something that, that fits me. And I, I'm so picky. Like my background is in design and architecture. I'm picky as it is with 
with stuff related to that. So it just, I decided to buy a sewing machine and I was like, if I can't find stuff that I, that fits me or afford things that fit me because things also are expensive when you start going up in size or like one designer and stuff like that or like stuff that's more curated, it's more expensive. So I bought a sewing machine and um, I was doing like a digital competition at the time. And I remember for the first challenge, I bought the sewing machine a few days before and I was like, I'm gonna wear a dress that I'm gonna make for that. and. I made a little white baby doll dress and wore it that that weekend. And ever since then, yeah, I've just been kind of making my own stuff and doing it more and more. Yes, you're doing it for other people now. Do you take commissions? Yeah, so it actually was a year in September where I started to pursue fashion full time. Um, so that's been happening for a year. I like was sewing my own stuff for like two years, two years alone. And then people started to ask and I was like hesitant about staying in architecture like work was slowing down because of the the pandemic a lot of the work that I was doing like projects were put on hold like people didn't want to build because it was expensive Um, so that got put on hold and I was like I have to make money I have to get creative and eventually like it was like 25-75 and 50-50 and now I'm like 100% uh, fashion and now now trying to make something out of my small business studio.jpg and then also doing drag at the same time congratulations bitch that's huge Oh my god, I adore that. You know, starting from like a little sewing machine that you buy like for yourself to like now making it like your thing. Ah, that's amazing. Thank you, thank you. And honestly, like just I guess reflecting on it too, like and talking about it with you, like it does feel kind of like big deal and kind of like a full like circle just coming back to doing that. I don't know, like it's it's funny and I make jokes about it about like being a little immigrant, moving to America and living the American dream, but like that's kind of a big part of how I navigate the world, you know? And if I can't find opportunities for myself, then I have to make them for myself. And that's, that's what I've been trying to do. Truly, truly. Make your own opportunities. I forgot who said it, but they were like, if you don't have a seat at the table, make your own table, bitch. <laughs> Literally, they always ask me this in an interview, like, so what do you have to bring to the table? And I'm like, mama, I am the table. What do you Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I hate those interview questions so much. They're like, what what is your biggest weakness? You're like, why do I need, why do you need to know this for me to work at McDonald's? Like, I don't get it. Right. You're like, I don't need to tell you that I have a gag reflux for you to hide me. Literally. Mm -hmm. Come on. Come on. No, but I need you to make me something then. Because, I mean, I am uh, a seamstress as well. But honestly, like, sometimes it gets tough. And I feel like you're way more talented than I am. (laughs) So I need you to make you something. I would love to. Like, and I I have, like, I have other drag friends that sew as well. and And I always say that it's like, what has helped me get good so quick is how much I do it. You know what I mean? And because I have friends that sewed before I started sewing and like I remember like oh my gosh I, I can't even imagine doing that but it's like fully having no other choice but to dive into it has really allowed me to progress in my skill what's been your favorite sewing project that you worked on so far either for yourself or for another queen you're like it's like picking between my children I can't do that well you, like it's so funny like yeah I, I literally feel like my mom when I ask her I'm like mom so who's your favorite and I know she's literally lying <laughs> So, um, well, uh, so well, actually, like one of the ones that I had a really good time doing was one that just came out uh, today. I was able to do a look for Satana. 
uh, for Dragula. And so like that was that was like super exciting because I remember watching her when I first moved to LA and like being fully mesmerized and in love and like who is this gorgeous, satanic, beautiful creature, you know what I mean? And so it was a fast-paced project and I like I had such a good time doing it. And so that that's been the one that I've been the most excited because it just came that out. That is huge. Yeah, that was like the little highlight of my day. So logging on to Instagram and seeing that was like the valid like was the kind of validation that I was needing today, you know, because sometimes you're just like, you know, getting tossed around and you're like, fuck, I'm starting over from scratch, like with this new career. And that's how I've been feeling. And so that's been like one of the my little babies that I'm like so excited that it got published. That is so cool. Cause I mean it's such a huge platform. Like she's on Dragula and she's wearing your shit. Come on. Yeah, shout out to Satana. Congratulations. Congrats, girl. I cannot wait to see this season. Yes, as if you're listening, the day that we are recording, the cast of Dragula Season 5 was announced. And honestly, it's iconic. Is, is, is Satana your favorite? Or what's your top three? Let's say. Let's 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 see what's your top three. I'm a little biased. Yeah, like I, I definitely, maybe it's because I definitely like represent, like I love the representation for like the goth girls, the rockeras, the latinas you know what I mean so I still need to go back and kind of see who else is on the cast but she's definitely been like the one I've been rooting on today I loved her because I mean obviously I, I know her from like the scene and I also love Fantasia Royale Gaga Oh my gosh, from Miami. From Miami. I'm like, what? It was crazy to see her there because I never like saw her like, oh, like a monster, you know? But I'm so happy that she's there because she's sickening. So sickening. Yes, I do. I And then, you know what? It took me a second to like recognize her because she was like fully spooky. And a lot of the stuff that I've seen her do was not, you know, spooky and not like monster-ish. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to see her. Like she's definitely going to be captivating and fun to watch. And tits honey the tits oh my gosh yes we love that we love that but let's go back to you let's go back to studio jpg i can't talk honey but it's your project can you tell us a little bit more yeah so uh like i mentioned like i my background is so my background is in architecture that's what i went to school for and so that's what i was like that's what i was doing for work and like i like i mentioned stuff was like kind of slowing down especially the kind of stuff that i was doing people were like let's hold off on the project so at the same time I was sewing costumes for myself for drag and more and more people were like noticing and, and wanting an outfit and I was like maybe I can do something out of this and so I've, I've always had the, this dream of like having a multidisciplinary like company where I combine all of my skills because I'm very much like a master of like different different arts and different designs so I was like let me let me get this going and yeah it's been like a year and at first I started with like a few people hitting me up and and, you know, I've had to like close commission. So that's been like a good feeling because people have been wanting a uh, look and, you know, seeing my stuff like get photographed now, like has been super exciting. There's a lot of girls in Seattle that purchase looks from me. And like, I collaborate with a lot of the girls out there in Seattle. The first time that like I did something, why well, I think it was the only time to like Poppy hit me up for a look from season 15. So I did a, a dance costume for her. And yeah, like, I'm just, I'm excited to see where this goes. 
like I'm still working from from here from my living room. Um, become my little baby in a project that I'm just like seeing take off. I'm, I'm super excited about that. That is sickening because yeah, you do a lot of things. Like you also do photo shoots, if I'm not mistaken, right? Or like edition. That's what I kind of like got to. The thing is, is too like I can't just pick one thing. Like I love painting. Like I also paint. I love my dad's a carpenter, so I love furniture. Like I said, I went to school for architecture, so I love buildings. Any crafty thing, like I, I, I can get my hands on. Like I love it. Like I, I want to get into like making rugs. Like I think that's so cool too. Like it's its own thing, but primarily like fashion is what I'm doing right now with studio. Yeah, but hold on, rugs would be sickening too. I am on rug TikTok, and I see like how they do it with like the guns and everything, and then they shave them. It's so amazing. It's fascinating. I'm like, whoa, it's a lot of work. I don't think I could do it, but you are definitely a lot more creative than I am. It's literally insane. Like, I have you also seen like the felt like sculpting that they do with felt? I don't think so. I'll send you a video, but it's like taking little mounds of like felt and then like having like a little spiky thing and poking it and turning it into like a sculpture. I saw some of that recently and I'm like, people are literally taking like this fuzz and packing it and modeling things. And I'm just like, that is so crazy. It's so cool. Also, have you seen on TikTok (laughs) these videos? It's like this girl and she always starts her videos with the craziest thing about being creative and then she goes into like I don't know it's like this is not my lip I printed it out or this is not my hand I printed it out and it's so funny because like she just takes you like such a different route I'm gonna link one of her videos in the show notes because so y'all can get it but it's so funny I went through her entire page the other night and I'm like this is so creative (laughs) they're super hilarious I like I did that too the other night too and love their stuff (laughs) I fucking love it are you on TikTok by any chance? I Pixie is on the TikToks, but I'm not like fully like active. You know what I mean? Like my friends will be like, oh my gosh, you're so old. Like, why are you still on Instagram scrolling through reels? And I'm like, I'm just such a like a big interface person. You know what I mean? And I feel like this is what Android people say. So like no shade to my Android users, but I know that that's very much what they say. Like the interface does it, like Apple's complicated. So I feel that way about TikTok. Sometimes I'm like, it's a love hate thing, but you definitely can find me there with the same username on Instagram. Honestly, I I can, I understand the feel. Cause when I just started doing TikTok, I'm like, what is this? Like, how do I even do it? But once you get the hang of it, it's a lot of fun. And I can also help you put like, like your art in front of other people. I've connected with so many different people through TikTok. So I don't know. I'm just very biased, even though TikTok, this is not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. But episode 100, maybe. Yes. Know. When I do the live show and everything. I have posted, because um, I'm also like marketing department for Studio.jpg, you know, like, so I make all the all of the content on there and like try to photograph things. And so when I do have reels or videos and stuff like that, I do post them on there to kind of connect to people that are on there nice we'll talk I'll have some things that can help you because people love to see like the whole process so if you film like you know while you're getting the fabric and then like a little clip of like you sewing it and then like how it looks on like that's what people love to see like how you take like things from like nothing and then make it a whole thing but no just a little I'm derailing by now (laughs) I will definitely send me the sign up website and I will sign up for the Natasha TikTok masterclass for sure Oh my god i wish i had the expertise handy but there's a whole lot of things that i'm like what the fuck how about did this happen <laughs> no honestly like one of the things from my experience
experience of just like watching you online before I met you, I was like, oh my gosh, this girl, like she is on it. Like she is like educating people. She is like doing the transitions, the TikToks, the videos. So like from my perspective, like as an outsider, I'm like, okay, you know what you're doing. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's a facade. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's drag. Everything comes back to drag. True, true. Make it till you make it's it. It's an illusion. There you go. Oh gosh. Well, you've been in the community for quite some time. So in your experience, if you could change something about the drag community, what would that be? One thing. I know I have a laundry <laughs> list, bitch. I have like so many things. But if you could take one thing and change it over, what would that be? You know what? I feel like it, it comes back to something <laughs> that I saw a lot, like just growing up in even like high school and just like in different communities. Like, and that's just like how clicky everything is. Like, I feel like it's really hard to, break into the scene because not everyone is getting you know the opportunity to like come out and perform there are places now which i'm it makes me happy to see like even within the three years like there are places that will give opportunities to anybody that is interested but i think for the most part a lot of the drag community is very clicky and so it's hard to make a break into it it has been a struggle you know what i mean but when i see people wanting to have me in different spaces that i didn't see myself being a part of it's exciting and you know like my work is speaking for itself so specifically like West Hollywood like it's nice to be invited to come out there but you know like unless you know people um, it's really hard to like get your foot in there and like get a show or like be invited to come out to do a show like or to do a brunch you know what I mean like these dense yeah. densely populated <laughs> shows like it's really hard to to get somebody to believe in you and just book you so yeah that's that's the one thing that I, I, I definitely wish would be different and it's nice that some spaces are changing it is fucking hard to get your name out there i think that the, the things that i would choose is sort of related uh, <laughs> i would love to have like a drag queen union you know oh my gosh tell me about that it that would be so nice i mean i know it has pros and cons but like think about the pros you know like better pay yeah. maybe like uh insurance or something along those lines or retirement you know because honestly there's a lot of queens that that do this full time and like okay like what about all that you know like once you reach certain age or if you get injured at the job like all these things that are not covered i'm like i think that we should get into that and also i've heard a lot of horror stories about like venues taking advantage of entertainers and I'm like that's a no-no and that wouldn't happen if there was an Indian let's see you guys let's come together no, that's a really good point. And you know what? Like, it's one of those things where I've learned, like tying back to what I was saying about like creating opportunities for yourself. If you're not being, you know, if opportunities are not being given to you, you have to kind of create those. That's why I started reaching out and trying to get my own shows because I want to be able to book girls and pay them a good amount for their work. And then also represent, you know, like my culture represent, bring artists that maybe don't necessarily have a voice in other spaces. And, you know, like I don't want to ever book somebody for a tip spot like I, I i never want to do that you know what i mean because then a lot of places still do that so you got to start small but i'm definitely trying to to change that at least with the work that i do yeah oh i know it's it's gonna take time but hopefully it'll change eventually because i mean with drag race becoming more and more and more popular i think that at some point like it, there's gonna be like a drastic change on like the way that things are run here hopefully at least that's what i'm trying to think so we'll see we'll have to wait and sit back would you be part yes. of the drag union oh my god no pressure but 
I would be the Adriana's insurance of the drag union. So they would use my photos and it would be like me posing like in a black double stacked wig and like a custom outfit from studio.jpg. And it would say like drag union or like drag union, like because Latina. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. We have definitely have to have one for just for Latinas. Yeah. So sign me up for being the face and the body of the Latina drag union. I cannot with Adriana's insurance, girl. Oh my God. Which one's the one that has like a dog and the, they dress up the dog as like a police officer or shit like that? I think that's the Veronica's insurance. Oh my gosh, they do have Veronica's. They, they're gonna have like Lucero's insurance, like Natasha's insurance. Like, yeah, they're gonna have everything. Also, fun fact Adriana's insurance was at Long Beach Pride this year. Shut I'm up. I'm not even kidding you. And they hired Elliot with two T's to walk the parade on behalf of Adriana's insurance. Oh my gosh, shout out to Adriana's insurance. Hope you're hearing this. You know, I think you should really invest your money and talent and continue to do that. Definitely considers uh sponsoring this podcast because it definitely would, it would yeah and if you ever i mean you're adriana's insurance if you ever need a latina queen hit us up girl i think you could do like adriana's insurance cosplay for sure like i can see you do honestly you should do that for halloween like please do adriana adriana's insurance like a lot. i'm dead i'm gonna make that a number girl oh, oh my gosh <laughs> i'll give you a five percent of earnings <laughs> that is so funny adriana's insurance una solución segura hashtag not sponsored <laughs> I love that. And you could really find a cute outfit, you know, in the Callejones or at, at the Ross or at the at the um, Didi's Discount. I don't know if they have one out here. Shout out to my uh, IE girlies because I know they have one out there. So yeah, there's, there's Didi's out here, but I, oh, they do? Okay, I am okay. obsessed. <laughs> I need to make this happen. Like, oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes, I love it. You guys heard it you, here yeah. if, if, Hit me up like in a month, y'all, and be like, where's the Adidas insurance number? I've been waiting for it. And and I'll give you an update. That's gonna be your snatch game submission for season thirty-five. Oh my god, that would be iconic too. Do you think Rue would laugh? I think she could laugh, like, you know what I mean? Like, cause she's kind of like an archetype. Like, she's similar to like Sofia, um, maybe like Gloria Trevi. You can make her a little bit raunchy. So, I, th- I think she could be impactful for yeah, sure. Yeah, and like, nobody really knows Adriana like that. So, I can make whatever I want, you know? Oh my gosh, oh, so many ideas. Kano Atia that really inspires you. I know this podcast is, is becoming a a hub of just like brainstorming because you're also an entrepreneur you're an artist so am i and so like i love connecting with people that really inspire me and just like generate more creativity you know what i mean and i think that's why there's a, like a connection because you also understand being self-taught you know what i mean like coming into this like maybe a little bit later than other people too and having to learn everything on your own so like all respect <laughs> we get each other you know we get each other i fucking love that that's my favorite thing about the podcast connecting with like other artists whether here in LA or in other parts of the country because it's so like interesting to like see their thought process and then I get inspired and I hope I'm doing the same so it's so fun it's so so fun but we talked about my future project which is this Adriana's insurance number but I want to learn about your future projects what are your some goals in drag for the short term and what will be your ultimate major utopian goal in drag that you're like bitch this 
this is it. This is my my pinnacle. So one of the goals that I had at the very beginning of the show was like, I want to get my own show. I want to be full producer of everything. Like I want to be in charge of all the marketing, like I the branding, because I, I, I also have a huge passion for that. So I've been able to do that side by side with my drag mom, Vivian Vida. So that, that's been super nice to be able to create our own little baby and our own little show. And we've been there like twice a month now. It's called La Otra and we're in Highland Park twice a month. That's been a short-term goal. And we also have a gay loteria too. So that's like another thing that we're fully curating and designing and, and making it our own. Now, as far as like long-term goal, like I would love to be able to use Pixie as like a vehicle for all of my design projects. Like I think Studio has been a beginning of that where I am bringing it back to drag and I'm making clothes and I'm like designing things. But I, I think the ultimate goal would be to use my drag persona to be able to, to create all of the things that I've wanted to create. Like I love the idea of like, why can't I open a bar? Why can't I bring things back to my architecture degree? And you know, like I think there's already people that are doing that. That's why I love that Trixie is using her drag persona as a vehicle for all of her like life projects that she has been wanting to do. Whether it's like makeup or opening a bar, opening a business. Like I love the idea of being able to use my feminine energy to kind of do all these other projects that I've been wanting to do. Being long-term goal, that would be the, the vibe. I love the girl power energy, girl boss energy. Because those are the queens on like the drag race queens that I admire the most. The ones that have been able to take that and not make it like their end goal because a lot of them kind of like end there and like oh but some of them really just like make it like a stepping stone into the things that they want to do like acting opening a fucking motel in palm springs come on like makeup brands one woman shows that's also similar what i want to do i'm like yeah i want to just bring it to life you know what i'm saying yes and i love like those like visual artists like not drag queens but like drag artists that like take it to the next level like that's why i love shake Coulee and like what she does like it's it's truly like she's a visionary and a designer like first before a drag a drag queen you know so that would definitely be long-term goal being able to just use all my skills and be able to like who knows maybe open a fucking carpet line you know what i mean like who knows yeah maybe open up your own insurance company <laughs> Yes, definitely. So my long-term goal would basically be like to be the Adriana's insurance of my own little project. You are going to be. Can you imagine like me posing like the, that's like the cover and it's like, I'm selling like poppers or like chicken tenders. Like, yeah, doing it all. (laughs) You are going to be the Adriana's insurance of drag. I am sure of that, bitch. I will take that. And you know what the thing is so funny about Adriana's insurance is that like with time, they like slowly get like somebody younger and different and they like start replacing her, but nobody notices. Everybody thinks she's the same person. I never noticed. Oh my God. Uh, my Okay, my, my jaw's on the floor because I never noticed that it's not the same Adriana. I mean- Yeah, look it up. Look it up. I you mentioned it, it makes sense. Oh, let me just Google it right now. Adriana's insurance through the years. Probably in the course of the last five years, it's been probably like four or five different Adrianas. Adriana 2002 is different from Adriana 2023. Oh my god, I am seeing them. And in one of them, she's like fully blonde and has big, like huge tits. Yes. Oh my god. Post FFS, post breast implants, like fully like yesified. <laughs> I can't, I love how this episode just became. <laughs> I just might as well just like sponsor this right now. I'm gonna, I, my people will talk to her people. <laughs> 
Right. I actually will be starting my own podcast. So we would just be going over the history of Adriana's insurance and my love for the business at a marketing perspective, like drag perspective. Stop everything. right there. So if you're an Adriana's insurance fan, this is for you. Stop right there because I would fully listen to that podcast every week. Is there even enough information? <laughs> like, I don't even know if there's enough information out there for a podcast, but like, I would like to believe there is. I think there is. I mean, there's a lot of YouTube videos. Our founder, Adriana Gallardo, Mexican by... Oh my... Okay, I'm going to stop because she's not paying me, bitch. <laughs> AI. We're going to like abbreviate. Yeah, AI. <laughs> wow. But I love your projects and I love your goals. Let's talk a little bit more about La Otra because I was on that show, I think last week, if my memory doesn't fail me. And it was cute, bitch. I had such a fun time there. The bar is such a vibe. The audience was super cute. Obviously hanging out with you and yogurt was a vibe. Vivian wasn't there because she's a hoe, but yeah. You know, she was getting her BBL, remember? That's true, that's true, which is very important. Very important. She was getting her BBL in Whittier, so she couldn't come out. But she's recovered. She's recovered now. She could sit down for five minutes. She's good. Shout out to you, to Vivi. Yes, yes, yes. Vivi and I started the La Otra show maybe like, I think probably like three or four months ago now. And I had been going to La Cuevita for a while because it was, it was a cute space or it is a cute space. And I remember them having like Taco Tuesdays and they would like have somebody in the back making tacos. So I love that they also had like a food aspect to it. And so, yeah, we met with them. We proposed our idea to them and they loved it. it they had never worked with drag queens before. So that came with its own like, like pros and cons they have burlesque there and then we're the first drag show that they're having and so it's been a little bit of a struggle but it's also been like nice because at the end of the day you know we're putting this together like people have been like loving it and like coming up to us saying like oh my gosh like i've never seen a show and i'm, I'm gonna come back and seeing familiar faces is so validating and rewarding you know what i mean like and i love that i'm able to bring other latina latina queens to the show like i i love that you know so I'm excited to expand and just keep growing. And we're lucky to have like that bar too. Like it's such a cool space. Amazing drinks. If you haven't been, Little Cave, La Cuevita, check it out. It's a really cool space. It is. And again, the show is so fucking cute. I love that you started it like, okay, this is the first time they're working with drag queens. This is my first time working with this venue. What is like the number one thing people should keep in mind if they want to start a drag show at a place that is not queer venue? I would say if you if you want to pitch an idea at a bar that's like not necessarily queer focused, come as prepared as possible when you pitch the idea. Because whether it's like a queer event that you're trying to pitch or not, like these bars and places want to work with people that are organized and that have a solid idea. So I think that's one of the things that helped Viv Vivi and I. We had a solid idea as far as like how many people we wanted to work with, like how many times a month we wanted to have it. So being being super sure of what you wanted to create I think would would definitely help. I love that because you're spot on right regardless if it's a queer focused venue or not like people want to see that you're organized that you have things that you have thought about things right about what is needed and also I will add on to that like numbers wise if you can have an estimate of like you know how much is going to cost them how much possible revenue is going to come in I think that's going to help them you know skew on your side in your favor because it's going to be like oh like the benefits of like having drag you know it's not only like good for the community but also it's gonna be good for my pockets 
Yeah, definitely. And I think that's another reason why, like, I feel good about the next, you know, opportunity that, I, that, that I'm going to create for myself is that like this, uh, this is part of an experience where like now I know like, okay, I was able to make this much for them because of this show. Like, so I think that that comes with experience and, and bars want to know that they want to see numbers. They want to see what's unique about it. And it also like, you know, it has to feel refreshing after a while people, you know, like they're like, okay, we're seeing the same thing. I see that happen a lot too with shows, right? Like performers are coming out that they don't even seem excited about being part of the show. So I love that we're also like switching it up, but also like staying true to our idea. Yeah, getting creative. The craziest thing about being creative is that you can come up with different things to do in a track show. Exactly. Oh my gosh, I love, I love them. They're so cool. I definitely uh, resonate. You know, the craziest thing about being creative is you just have to fake it till you make it. You know. Yes. The craziest thing about being creative is this isn't a dress, and I'm just gonna turn to the side. And it's gonna be like a cut. Yes, that'd be sickening. The craziest thing about being creative is that I'm not a drag queen. I'm printed or whatever. <laughs> and now we are entering my personal favorite section of the pod, which is the drag tip of the week. <laughs> Yeah. Pixie, what is one piece of advice for new drag entertainers? I would say one of the things that like I heard really early on in my drag, honestly, really just focusing on my own craft. Like I think that has helped me out a lot in situations where maybe like there was drama or like I people were saying certain things about me or like people didn't like me. Like I think reminding myself why I'm doing it has really helped me to stay focused. You know what I mean? And so I think if, if I could give anybody advice, yeah, just like focus on your drag and focus on your goal because there's so many people and artists out there that invest a lot of energy on putting other people down on making sure this person doesn't get booked on being like mean and the whole mean girl thing just like doesn't work out for me and I think that's another reason why Vivian and I get along like her and I have that in common we're super passionate about what we do and, and when I found somebody that was like that it was just like amazing and she she would tell me that she's like whatever you do do it with 100% and just focus on yourself that has definitely helped me and it, it, it will show too you know what I mean like the same amount of energy that you could spend putting other people down and being mean to other people like by that girl by that time that you are done typing out that tweet I already have one glove done you know what I mean like so it, it really is all about just investing in yourself I love that because you're right you're like a fully grown 30 something year old man and you're acting like some high school girl like come on like that is so old like come on and, and you're at all that time and all that energy can be put into something at Bells like promoting the shows you're in you know like sewing something like coming up with a mix something different so I am 100% with you on that like focus on your craft and on improving and better things will show up by themselves yeah, definitely. And I think too, like that had, that has also like resulted in like my work speaking for itself because I put so much into it that I don't feel like I have to, you know, be the loudest one or be the mean girl. Like I said, like my work speaks for itself. And, and I think that's because I've been kind of following that advice. Yes, your work does speak for itself because it's a fabulous, like I said, you're such a well-rounded artist. Like I truly, truly adore you. Where can people people find your work on social media 
No, you can find me on on all socials under pixie.jpeg. I have to clarify that it, the dot is D-O-T. I'll be at bars and people are like, oh my gosh, what's your Instagram? What's your Venmo? So it's like pixie.dot.jpeg. And trust me, follow her. If you're a fellow drag artist, you can commission her. Her work is really clean. It's really amazing. I love on, your, on Wednesday, you were wearing this little suit that was like very like clueless, very like Heather's. It was like beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. That's been one of the my, actually that's another one of like my favorite pieces to make because that's a mixture of thrifting and also like tweaking like a lot of those I've made a few of them and a lot of them I they started off as jackets and then they end up as like a six piece set so thank you yeah that's one of my favorites <laughs> well Pixie this was amazing I love you even more now I am so obsessed and I'm so ready to make my AI number <laughs> soon no thank you so much for having thank me. you so much for being my guest of course yeah thank you so much for having me like I'm, I'm glad that we finally got to connect like i've like i said i've seen your stuff and i've seen what you've been doing and i love that i love following along too and seeing like your journey like and i love that you also sew and your outfits are just getting better the makeup is getting better and it's just like i it, your work shows in in your art so i love that thank you so much bitch you're gonna make me cry you're gonna make me end this podcast <laughs> with a wet eye <laughs> our full um cut creased eye is gonna like wipe off we are in full drag recording this so let's not get emotional cry. we are like my the 301 lashes that i am wearing right now are gonna like fall off because i'm gonna cry too much <laughs> but if you want to support me and continue to make this podcast please do it on the show notes there's a link in there you can do it for as little as one dollar so why not do it you know next time i'm on the podcast i'll bring a list of things that cost one dollar but yeah you can do it for as little as one dollar on the show notes and honey like a dollar is a dollar again i always say that if you go to my shows you're probably gonna give me a dollar i hope so you can just do it virtually come on or you can share it with your friends rate it five stars but until then i'll see you next week with like a completely new different cast and a completely new different stories bye thank you for listening to a hundred steps to drag if you like my podcast don't be shy share it with your friends leave me a review if you didn't like it you're probably homophobic this episode was edited by chow panda productions i'll see you next tuesday Thank you for listening to 100 Steps to Drag. If you like my podcast, don't be shy. Share it with your friends. Leave me a review. If you didn't like it, you're probably homophobic. This episode was edited by Chow Panda Productions. I'll see you next Tuesday.